Again, Welcome to week 28, All the Balls. I'm Justin Miller. Thanks for joining us here tonight again. Jake Platter, Connor Howe. March Madness is right around the corner next week. Don't forget to join us for week 29, All the Balls. Most likely going to be on Monday next week. It's going to be our selection show special. But tonight we have a lot to talk about regarding baseball, basketball, football, hockey, college basketball, of course. A lot of golf. stuff going on. No golf this week, Jake. No golf. <laughs> But we're going to start the show off. We didn't talk any hockey last week, so we're going to quickly talk about it this week. There's not much to talk about right now. Season's only 56 games, almost halfway point of the season, actually. Most teams playing between 20 to 25 games so far. But the Bruins and Islanders are actually playing tonight at 7 o'clock. Connor's favorite team. Mine and Jake's favorite team, the Bruins. Hopefully the Bruins can beat you, Connor, tonight. But so far this season, there's been a couple of teams that have overachieved in the NHL. You want to start us off, Connor? You have any? Um, there's a, I mean, there's a couple teams you can look at. I want to say the Canadians have overachieved as a team this year. Uh, there's been some disappointing teams as well. I think, I know the Maple Leafs were heavily favored, but they've had a really good showing so far this year. And I, they look like a team that can make a deep run into the postseason. And, uh, one more team that I'm going to say, this is, uh, this is a team that Jake has, uh, gone to bat for numerous times. And they're, they're, you're talking about my Preds? I'm talking about Vegas. Oh. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about the Vegas Golden Knights. I didn't know the Preds were your team. Oh, yeah. but Big Preds guy. They're not bad, but Vegas Vegas is really becoming a solid, consistent team. And I enjoy watching them. And they're a new team to the league, too. Sometimes new yeah. teams, the first couple of years, they're kind of, they're really not too good. And this is a team that right away, yeah, they've, they've been, been good forever. They've been good as long as they've existed. And we, and we mentioned to start the NHL season, they won the sweepstakes of Alex Petrangelo, and they were able to nab the big free agents. So clearly they're a hot market, and uh, players want to go there. Who wouldn't want to be in Vegas? And especially uh, playing hockey. It was kind of weird when I heard about it at first, like Las Vegas playing hockey. But now this team, every single season, they've been really good. have been about 500. I think this is their third or fourth season already. I think. Third. I think, I think third. I think it's their third. But every season they've had a good team. This is their fourth year. They have a good head coach. Yeah, and right. yeah, you're right. Their play-by-play announcer, actually, Dave Gosher, a good, kind of a good friend of mine. He was one of my counselors at Sports Broadcasting Camp. Wow. He used to be the voice of the Bruins. Now the play-by-play voice of the Golden Knights. And he says he's good loving friend it. of yours. You know, I'll try to get him on the show. I can probably get Dave on the show. That'd be awesome. But yeah, he's the play-by-play voice of the Golden Knights ever since they started. They hired him. He was doing the Bruins on the radio for a ton of years, and now he's been doing a heck of a job down in Las Vegas, and he loves it out there. Some good hockey being played, of course, but. I have a couple of teams that have overachieved for me, starting with the Carolina Hurricanes. This is a team going into the season that I thought they were going to be very good. And the last couple of seasons, they've been good. They have some good players like Sebastian Ajo, mm-hmm. Tuevo Taravainen, Stahl is pretty good too. The Bruins, the Bruins have had their number the last couple of seasons. But right now, they play 24 games. They're 17-6-1. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. And they're currently third in the league in points with 35. So this is a team that I had going into the playoffs starting the season. Seems like forever ago when we had Mike Craddy and Jared Kessel here for our hockey special, but we were all high on the Hurricanes, but now the third most points in the league, Vincent Trocek leads the team with 22 points alongside Sebastian Ajo, and Trocek has 13 goals to go with it as well, and they get four guys that have 20 points on the team. So right now, this is a team in the East that if you're the Bruins, if you're the Islanders, if you're a team like the Flyers, some a good teams in the East like the Lightning, it's a team that you got to watch out for. I know this team usually doesn't make too much noise in the playoffs, but this is the best they've been in a long time. Again, it's a shortened season, only 56 games. And if you're the Carolina Hurricanes, you're going to be pretty excited right now, almost halfway through the season, the way they're playing hockey. You know, they had a really good showing. I think it was, I think it was, yeah, last year where they went to the um, conference champ, conference conference championship round, and they took it, they took it close. It was five, six games, but 
You know, this Carolina team was is real, relatively young with Aho and Sechnikov yeah. and um, and Trocheck, and they've also got some vets on there. They got Dougie Hamilton, who's, Dougie McBuckets. He's having another good yep. season for Carolina. Um, yeah, Carolina. Carolina is exciting to watch, and Mraznik will be back very soon. I hear. Right. Yeah, he was injured. He was. He was injured. I'm surprised they're winning without him, but he should be back soon. And another team that I'm a little bit surprised about. I know lately they haven't been as good, but our hometown team, the Boston Bruins. Oh, yeah. Going into the season, I was a little nervous. They lost Dano Chara in the offseason. They lost Tory Krug in the offseason. Two of the best defensemen on the team. The Bruins have lost six of their last nine games, but injuries have played a big factor lately. Two of their top four defensemen are out for an extended period of time right now. And again, like I said, Zdeno Chara and Tory Krug were huge parts of this team's success in these last five, ten years. Chara was there forever, but right now... They're 13-6-3, they have 29 points, and they're in a tie with the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. They'd just b- barely be in the playoffs, tied with Pittsburgh. So right now, this is a team going into the season I was a little concerned about, losing your two top defensemen. But now, Pasternak was out for a while to start the season, and they were playing better without him for some reason, and he's one of the best players in the league. So I'm a little concerned the way they've been playing lately, but I didn't expect them to be this good in just, what, 22 games in the season? They are a good team, and I, I'm glad you mentioned that they are tied for third because it's it's getting a little shaky out there now that they've dropped six of their last nine. I, I remember early on we were looking at the season. They were hot. They were a really good team, team to force reckon with. Now they're tied with the Penguins. The Flyers are only two points back. It's a jumbled mess right now. The it's Caps easy. are up three, and the Islanders obviously lead that division. But, you know, two points between them and the Flyers and then the Penguins right there. That's not that's, that's not, a game. That's not ideal. That's not what you want. And you got the Caps right there at 32, three Jeez. ahead. So you got some good teams in that East. And Boston Boston can't afford to skate by and lose six and nine. Yeah. They can't yeah, afford no. that. Not if they want to make the playoffs. And even though they do have injuries, I mean, this game against the Islanders tonight, it's a pretty big game. I don't know what the score is right now. I believe it started at 7 o'clock. Connor will give you an update sooner rather than later. But the Islanders are another team... I think they're overachieving a little bit. I know going into the season, we're also high on them too. But, Connor, you got to like what you've seen out of guys like Barzell. they got some great players. Lee's had a great season so far for them. And their offense seems to be clicking on all cylinders. Defensive-minded team I've thoroughly enjoyed, and I'm looking at it now. 0-0 with 4-15 left in the first period for the game. Bruins-Islanders. But Hit the under. But Islanders, <laughs> they got 15-6-4. They're... Listen, this is a defensive-minded team. This is a team with Barlamov behind the net that they're, he's going to be solid. Barry Trotz is going to coach his butt off defensively. You got Pulak. You got, you got Barzal, like Justin said. You got Anders Lee. You got Clutterbuck. You got, you got a lot of grinder guys. You don't have a lot of you know, guys that are going jump to jump off the ice and be an all-star like McKinnon and David and Dreisaitl, like the guys that the Oilers have. Right. We just have a really good defensive core. Seems like it's a good nucleus that's in place there right now. I definitely think so. And I think Barry Trotz has established a culture there. And I think they're they're falling right in line, right in suit. And he won a championship in Washington, brought home their first cup. We're hoping he can do the same for us. Yeah, you guys. I mean, mean, right now, I think you're definitely playing better than the Bruins. Like I said, injuries have played a big factor for Boston so far. So I'm not too concerned. Once they get their guys back at full strength, I think they'll be just fine. But right now... Again, it's only 56 games you're playing this season, and there's not much time to make up games. Nope. And when it comes down to it, the Bruins and Pittsburgh are tied right now, and only one of those teams is probably going to make the playoffs. Speaking about underachieving, I thought Pittsburgh would be a little better with just all the star talent that they have on that team. Crosby, Malkin, Latang. They are top heavy. Certainly. John Marino actually just scored his first goal of the season. Shout out Easton, Massachusetts, John Marino. That right team, there, but the team's getting older too. You talk about Crosby, you talk about Malkin. Those guys are... Been around forever, it seems like. They have, they have. And I mean... 
I know, I know Gunsel's a little bit younger, and uh, Latang is old too. Latang has been on that team forever. Um, there was talks I heard a couple weeks ago if they wanted to break up that team because they, yeah. were, they were not performing well. People were saying Crosby to the Bruins. I'm like, yeah, that's never going to happen. They're, um, yeah, don't get crazy. They've picked it up. They're playing, they're playing well. They're on, the, they're on the better side of 29 points as opposed to the Bruins. But, yeah, they had a rough start. And, I mean, there's still talks about they're going to blow it up or trade one of their, one of their key vets like Latang, Crosby, or Malkin. And that would be very weird to see Crosby or Malkin or someone like that that's been no in a way. Pittsburgh uniform forever in a different uniform. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see what happens. I think in a, in a weird year like this where, you know, you're playing teams you don't normally play that often, the season is shorter, less rest between last year and this year, it just doesn't I – I know they're older. It doesn't make sense to shake up the team like that. No, especially – You've yeah. got to keep them together. You're almost halfway through the season. Yeah, it's, it, it just makes no sense. Everybody's going to be off a little bit this year. It doesn't matter whether you're old, young – you know, just playing poorly. It's everybody's got their reasons, but and, and this year's a weird situation. The April twelfth is the trade deadline. And what? Yeah, and it's, it is twenty. What twenty six games less than they normally play, right? Yeah, twenty six games less. Yeah, they play eighty two, just like the NBA. Yeah, so it's definitely kind of weird. The NHL at first, people were saying they might not even play. Remember that, and then finally they got an agreement with the NHLPA right. and all that stuff. But I'm glad hockey's back right now. But again, this season's gonna fly by before you know it. it's gonna be playoff time. So it, it is. I, I can't wait. It's going to be a fun. That's our, that's our hockey thoughts to start the show. A little 10-minute segment on the NHL. We'll be talking more hockey as the season moves along. But we have some other things to talk about. The MLB is in spring training still right now. We'll be having our MLB season preview in two weeks. Actually, it will be episode week 31 featuring Chris Keenan joining us on the show for that one. So in three weeks, the MLB season's less than a month away now. There were two big moves that happened while we were away two of the bigger free agents in the free agent market. First, we'll start with Jake Odorizzi, probably the best pitcher that was still available on the free agent market. And Jake Odorizzi is a guy that's been a good pitcher. I actually, I was at a Paw Sox game probably about six or seven years ago. Jake Odorizzi was a starting pitcher, and they threw a combined no-hitter against the Paw Sox. Jake Odorizzi started the game, four or five guys had a pitch for the team, and Jake Odorizzi was unbelievable. And now, I didn't realize he was going to be this good in the MLB, but he's had a very good career. And now, the Houston Astros signed him, a team that's kind of down falling off the cliff a little bit these last couple of years, losing George Springer. But they're a team that needs an arm like Jake Odorizzi, and I think it's going to be a perfect fit. They do need Odorizzi. They, they lost Cole um, last, um, the summer before last. Um, they lost McCullers. They lost, um, who is it now, Charlie Morton as well. Yeah. They've lost some good arms. I mean, they still have Verlander, and I still trust the Houston um, pitching staff. And Granke, too. And the pitching coach. Yeah, yeah Granke. Granke's really good. Yeah, he's he's um, very good. Odor, but Odorizzi's another good pitcher for them, and I think he's going to slide in right into that three or four spot for yep. them. He's going to be really solid, and um, I'm kind of excited to see what he does with a good team. I know he played with the Twins, and he was part of that 100-win team, but I already said this before. I don't trust the Twins to do anything ever. Yeah, you look at the team, and they do have a stacked lineup, but, I mean, who knows. But this Houston team, again, they did lose George Springer, they did. but they bring back Correa, Altuve, Michael Brantley, and most of their key pieces. George Springer is a big loss, but... The rotation, it has fallen downhill a little bit, like you said, but now you get a guy like Jake Odorizzi to appear at the top with Granke and some other guys. Framber Valdez, I believe, is going to be out for a long time. Who He was good last season, but Odorizzi is a guy probably going to be their second or third best pitcher this season, Yeah. and depending on the fit, I hope it works out for him because I'm a big fan of Jake Odorizzi. I mean, I, I hope it does too. I, I can't say I'm a, a bigger fan than you are. I'm definitely, definitely I mean, I'm not, not a huge Justin's fan. Justin's got his jersey. Yeah. And, uh... I'm just not a, I'm not a fan of him in general. I remember he pitched against the, <laughs> eventually pitched against the Yankees, and 
he was not very good. He was all, also had a really good outing in the playoffs, though, against them. So I really don't like Odorizzi. But he's a good pitcher. Yeah, and he did get a good amount of money, and I think for him, it's going to be kind of big that he does stay in the American oh. League. I know he's used to mostly being in the American League. And he stays in the American League, and he's going to a good team. Houston's still going to be a good team, whether or not they have George Springer or not. They get a good lineup, and now their pitching staff with him. I think their main concern is going to be the bullpen this season. But, again, probably one of the top four or five best teams in the AL. I'm going to say this now before Chris gets on the show. Watch out. I think the AL West is going to be a little bit more contended for this year than it has been in yeah. the past. I mean, Houston will be good. Are open. you stealing that from Chris? I think he'll pick Houston to win. I don't, I don't know. He, he definitely knows more, so I'm going to trust his opinion. But I'm just saying that I think Houston – Houston's clearly out of division for, like, past three or four years. And I just think they don't have as good as a team anymore. The Angels are getting better. The Oakland A's are making some moves. I know the Rangers are trash, but um, – and Trash. I, and the Mariners are trash, too. But I think the Angels and the A's are definitely teams that can vibe to win the AL West. Especially with Houston taking a step back. Yeah, I think, yeah, they definitely did take a little step back. But that was, that was the big news pitching-wise. Jake Odorizzi going to the Houston Astros. But the other big news, we talked about it for it seems like the last four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. Jackie Bradley still a free agent. Jackie Bradley still a free agent. Still a free agent. Nobody was signing Jackie Bradley. And then all of a sudden I wake up. I think it was a Tuesday or Wednesday morning going to work. And, man, it did hit me hard. I was always a pretty big fan of Jackie Bradley, even though the guy couldn't really hit for power. He's about a 230, 235 at best average, it seemed like, consistently every year. But now this is a guy, you watch the Sports Center top 10 plays. Didn't it seems like every single night. Huh? Didn't we say where he went already last week? We didn't know yet. That's what I'm thinking. No, we did say where he went. Well, we don't say it yet. Do you know where the, he went? The, the true, I do. The true test is if Jake knows. If Jake knows, then... Oh, yeah, you know no, what we did? We did say, yeah, yeah. He, he went to, Jake knows. Uh, He's in the National League. Yeah, it's they have a very stacked outfield now. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did say it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. did say it. I don't know where he is. I don't know. It, it begins with an M. Yeah, he's on And they have a good basketball team that features a star like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Cheeseheads. Oh, yeah, he's on the... Uh, Milwaukee yeah, yeah, we talked. It didn't become official until three days ago, but we... We did talk about it. Yeah. They agreed to terms. It was pending the physical or whatever, but he's officially a Milwaukee yeah, we, Brewer. We definitely had another signing in the MLB. There was definitely another... Guy. I mean, Jacob Odorizzi, they said, was the best free agent still available. There were a couple signings, but between Bradley and between Odorizzi, those are the top two players that were still available on the market. But just talking about Jackie Bradley again real quickly, I think it is going to be a big loss to the outfield and it just still seems weird to me that killer bees. the championship the killer bees are gone bets benintendi bradley it just seems like yesterday that you're watching all three of them yell, yeah boston. boston's gone and right now it's just i think he's going to be a good fit in milwaukee brock holds brock Holt is i don't think he's any, even anywhere right now to be honest with you bring him back Peace. And um, also, well wishes to Aaron Boone, by the way. Yes. You know, I think he's going to be okay, but he had, what, it's a problem with his heart, right? Yes, he's going to get it. Uh, pacemaker? I believe he already got it, in, got oh it now, but he had to get a pacemaker. Um, he's feeling lightheaded. He says he's feeling better after being on a pacemaker, so well wishes to Boone. Um, looks like he's going to be back, though, for opening day, he said. He's, oh, not, yeah. he's not back yet, but... Yeah, but um, I think he'll be fine. And hopefully the Yankees won't be fine, but we'll see what happens when we talk to Chris Keenan. You know, I hope the pacemaker makes him manage the baseball games a little bit better. Right. Okay. All right, so baseball, hockey, not a ton going on right now. We kind of talked about the most. Uh, hello, Bridget. Nice to have you on the show today. What do you think about Jackie Bradley being in Milwaukee's outfield this season? <laughs> but today was actually, the NFL has been quiet, pretty quiet, until these last couple of days. But today was the actually the franchise tag deadline. Yes. 
So I believe these last couple of days were very busy. I think we should start off with a thing that most New England Patriots fans heard of this morning. And the Patriots made a trade. Something, it seemed kind of early in the offseason. We the don't pa- do trades. The Patriots did make a trade and it happened today on the very episode week 28 of All the Balls this morning. Trent Brown is back in a New England uniform. And I low-key love the signing for the Patriots. Yeah, it's a great move. It is a great move. And I really do like it. Because, I mean, <laughs> it, like... It, it almost inspires me to believe that the Patriots are going to go out and get some good quarterback. Yeah, I don't think because, this is a Cam Newton move. Yeah, this is not a Cam Newton move because, as uh, the kids would say, F Cam Newton. Uh, let him play, let him play. Yeah, they wouldn't say a swear word, but, but that's how they'd feel. You know, who cares about Cam Newton's health if he's on a one-year contract worth, you know, $700,000? You're not going to go out and trade picks and, and you know, spend money on an O-line. You're going to try and, you know, get some receivers, get some defensive players. Yeah. But getting an offensive lineman and one like Trent Brown who has, you know, earned some accolades in the NFL. He was good with the Patriots, this dude, too. This dude is a tower. He's a beast. He's a, a brick wall on the left side. What is he, 6'8"? He, 6'7", I think? Maybe. I, he might be huge. he might be seven five. Like yeah, yeah, the guy's I, I couldn't huge. tell when I stand next to him he looks eight feet tall. Um He's this guy is this guy is a is a real go getter as far as offensive linemen go. And if you're going out and getting a guy like this, you you just Cam Newton is not going to be back for the Patriots, at least as a starter. I hope not. He he won't be they're going to make at least some kind of major attempt to go get a legitimate starting quarterback and try to revitalize this offense. They better. No, I, I saw the move this morning. I'm like, man, I love it. I think it does mean that bas- Joe Tooney is basically on his way out of New England, but yeah. I think we knew that yes. was coming. But the good thing Come is... the Jets, Tooney. He could. I mean, they'd have to pay for a lot. Joe Tooney, I think he's Got missed three cap. games in his career. Three games cap. in his whole NFL career. But this move, it doesn't solidify the offensive line for the Patriots yet, but it makes them a lot more versatile because Marcus Cannon, I don't know if he's definitely going to come back. He's a guy that's been injured these last couple of years. But now... David Andrews is another guy that should He's come back, back right? because they said probably between Tooney or Andrews, one of them is going to come back and most likely going to be Andrews. Well, we need a center. Yeah, and Andrews will be the center. I don't think Ted Karras is going to be here anytime soon. He was, he was a bad, he was a pretty good backup actually, but now you got two guys that you drafted last season and Justin Haran and Michael, o- Michael Onwinu honestly might've been the best Patriots player last season. He played guard, he played tackle, he might even be able to play center. He had an awesome season for the Patriots. So you, you have those two guys in place. Andrews should be back. Isaiah Wynn on one side of the line with Trent Brown on the other side. The Patriots have a top five offensive line in the league, and that's good news for whoever the quarterback's going to be. They obviously get and about, Damian Harris. And Damian Harris is still there. You still got to build the roster a lot. The defense, the offense. Receivers. The receivers, the tight receivers, ends. Receivers, receivers, receivers. But regarding offensive line, having made a move like this so early in the free agency, I think it was a great move by Belichick. It didn't cost them a lot. All they lost was a fifth-round pick, and they got a seventh-round pick back and Trent Brown. I heard that they were going to maybe release Trent Brown anyways, the Raiders. But this is a guy... Whatever, go get a pick for him. Make sure the Patriots get him. This is a guy that played every single game... Worth it. Every single game when the Patriots won the championship against the Rams. And now Trent Brown, he even put two Instagrams out this morning saying how much he loved New England. He's excited to come back. And Trent Brown is coming back to New England. I think this move... It's going to be one of the moves that we think about. This was one of the first moves in NFL free agency. Bill Belichick's obviously going to do a lot more. We still have oh a lot of cap God, room left. The Patriots left. have a lot more. But to start things off, the Patriots are the winners of NFL free agency right now. It's been I know. Okay, it, yeah. sure. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's been one day. All right, there was a lot of other stuff that happened. Trent Brown, I'm very excited to have you back. We'll talk about, you only go with the three guys that are most likely not going to be on their teams next season. The big guys we were just talking about before the show, starting with the two running backs. Sure. Chris Carson and Aaron Jones. They, again, they could come back to their teams. Seattle might still pay Chris Carson a lot of money. 
Green Bay could pay Aaron Jones a lot of money, but right, as of right now, they did not get the franchise tags. Chris Carson and Aaron Jones, two of the, not the best running backs in the league, but very oh, good the, running backs. These guys are both top 10. These guys are top 10, top 15 running backs, oh in my, my opinion. Top 15. They're top 10. I think Aaron Jones is easily top 10. I'd have to, I'd have to think about it. You don't think Chris Carson's a top 10 running back? Might be 11. I'd have to think about I, it. I, might be I, would li- I would like to see, yeah. He might be 11. But right now, if I'm the Seahawks and if I'm the Packers, you don't want to let these guys go. But if they're. I if think they, Carson's more likely to stay than Jones. Yeah, because they got A.J. Dillon and, and Jamal, Jamal Williams. Williams. But right now, what, what guy do you think is better, Aaron Jones? Yes, Aaron Jones is the better of the two running backs. I don't think it's as big of a difference as you think. I think Jones gets a lot more opportunity in that offense. I think the Seahawks like to throw the ball a lot because they have tremendous wide receivers. Whoa. The Packers have good receivers too, and Rodgers, you know, does what Rodgers does. But the the offensive focus in Green Bay is definitely more towards the running game than it is in Seattle. Um, I do think that Carson is lesser than Jones. I think that Jones is more expendable than Carson if you're Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Just having Dylan, who looked good in the playoffs, and having Jamal Williams, who has always been a consistent guy on the team. All the time. I, I think that, you know, they, they probably would want to bring in a third guy, but they could get by with those as their running backs. Um, I know that they're in championship modes. So they probably do want to try and keep him. Yeah. But I, I want to go bold here, all right? You making predictions for where they're going to I'm making land? predictions, okay? One of those two running backs ends up on the Jets, the Buffalo Bills. Whoa! That team is in desperate need of a running back. Yeah, and, and they were, not the answer. and they were close to a Super Bowl. If they get a running back like that, that's a game changer for them. They don't have to focus on Josh Allen being their best runner anymore. They get to they get to give the ball to a legitimate running back and really balance out that that offense. No, I could. They would be a problem. I could see that happening. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those I don't running backs. Money, that's the thing. They'd make it happen. I could see one of those running backs ended up in. Um, let me go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, you don't like Connor. They don't have a ton of money. That's a team that's. You don't kind like of in, Connor. I like Connor Howell, but not James Connor. I mean, I don't. I don't what about mind. Samuels? I don't mind James Connor, but that's that's a passing offense, and I don't think he gets enough opportunities. Quite frankly, that he should, but I don't know how. Why good would he is. one of these guys go there if they don't get the opportunities? I think because Ben Roethlisberger is in the last season of his career and you want to get that running game going sooner rather than later. And if you could get a guy like Aaron Jones or Chris Carson not spend a ton of money. Again, oh, they're going to have to spend a ton of money. It's cap. Yeah, it's how whatever cap. How about the Rams? They're cap. I mean, yeah, that cap they're space cap. is yeah, not they, good. They, I mean, they can, you know, they can move somebody. But again, these are two good they're running backs. They're yeah. so cap yeah. trapped. I, I think Rams. one of them will come back probably. They will not move I think I don't think both these guys are going to be on new teams. I'd say at least one of them maybe comes back, but... If you're if you're Green Bay, you know you got AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams. So yep. Aaron Jones well, I mean, is great. They got Rashad Penny and Procise and uh, yeah, Procise and Rashad Penny, some of the yeah. best running backs to ever play in the game. And, <laughs> and um, they have somebody else too. I forget. You're talking about the Emmett Smith. Not Carlos Hyde. Yeah, they have Carlos yeah, Hyde. They do have a thousand yard rusher. Yeah, He's, Carlos Hyde's not that bad. He is not nope. that bad. All right, so those are the guys that are free agents now. Like someone did get released actually. Just happened about an hour before our show started. I'm sure most of you know him for making that. Pretty big interception against the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Malcolm say. Butler got released about an hour before the show. And this is a guy that he's not as good as he was when he was with the Patriots. But again, he did have a pretty oh, good season. He? he was good. No, he when... wasn't that good. Malcolm he, made, but... he made one really Malcolm good Butler play. was a good cornerback. For one year. He was. I, I'd give him two good years. I think Malcolm ah, Butler was you solid. Know, one play followed by one year. Yeah, he was good that next year. And he was, he was okay the next year. 
he was the second best corner on the team. I think he was a top thirty cornerback Wasn't in that gone second year. After that year after, Logan Ryan was the guy. No, we had a year off, and then the, his last yeah. year was the Eagles Super Bowl. Yeah, the right, Eagles the Super year Bowl. After the, he picked it off. Remember the Eagles Super no, Bowl? He didn't no, play. No, 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 no. no. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we played yeah, the three. Falcons he played before three that. years. Oh, okay. He spent three years in Tennessee, yeah. and then. They said that, I mean, I think it cost him between 10 and $12 million to release. I mean, it's going to free up 10 to $12 million, million cap space. Yeah. So this is a guy, he's definitely going to get an opportunity somewhere else. If I'm the Patriots, I wouldn't even touch him because they're pretty deep at secondary to begin with. I don't know what's going to happen with Mal- I mean, with Stephon Gilmore. What about J.C. Jackson? J.C. Jackson's going to be the top cornerback. Nasty. If Gilmore leaves, obviously he's the top cornerback. And they still have Jonathan Jones, who's good. Yep. Jason McCourty, I think, I don't think they're going to re-sign him. There's really no need. But again, they have other guys in New England. For Devin. Yeah, they'll resign him for death. They might, but I don't know. He, I didn't really love him from the beginning. He's he's don't okay. Don't play him. But Malcolm Butler is going to get a chance somewhere. I just don't know where that's going to be. But I like Malcolm Butler. Not Shot just in the dark, guess. Shot in the dark, guess. Right now, Malcolm Butler ends up in Carolina Panthers. Jets. You think so? I think I can see the Jets giving him a one or two year deal. Malcolm Butler Carolina Panthers ends up with the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. <laughs> they okay. need corners bad. They just cut Trufant. Yeah, I know. That's why I kind of said it. bad. Wasn't he in Detroit? Yeah, yeah he, he was. signed to Atlanta this year. Oh. Yeah, he's basically gone too. So he got released. All right, let's go through the guys that got – a lot of got, different guys got tagged. I didn't write down every single guy, but basically the main names. Justin Simmons was the first of the bunch. Yes. This is a guy that I saw play at Boston College, and I, I knew he was going to be an NFL player, but I didn't realize how good this guy was going to be. Justin Simmons has turned into one of the best players on the Denver Broncos, a great player in the secondary – and they, they want him for the future there. That's I, a big tag. I imagine. They, I mean, they should work out a long-term deal. Yeah, they have to. The guy's, the guy's been playing unbelievably. He's improving season after season. And especially where Denver's at. They're kind of teetering, like, oh, we're not rebuilding. Oh, we're trying to compete. Like, they suck. They, they kind of suck, but they feel like they're, they can compete. And if they want to compete, you need Justin Simmons. You know what happens with the Denver Broncos? Yeah. They go out, and they lose every game they should except for, like, two. And one of them is against a team that, like, sneaks into the playoffs, and they go, oh, we're kind of good. And then they just keep doing that every year. Well, like, 6, yeah. 10, 7, and 9. But if you want to be decently good, right. Justin Simmons. Right, but they do Simmons. that, and at the same time, you know, they, they knock off the, you know, the Browns in a game or something. Like, yeah. Or they're they, a team you, you know, don't want to bet on. The, they beat the Raiders, right. and they're like, well, the Raiders are contending, so so are we. Like... That's that's like the Denver Bronco mentality. Yeah, I mean, okay. probably gonna be an eight and eight team again, but uh, we'll see what they do in free agency again. But that's a good starting starting point for them to make sure Justin Simmons is there for a long time. Yes. Get the franchise tag done. Some other franchise tags. Another one that happened yesterday: a quarterback by the name of Dak Prescott, and the Dallas Cowboys want him long term, and that's what they're gonna do. He didn't get, yeah, he didn't get tagged. No, they they got tagged him yesterday. I thought he got an extension. Oh, four yeah, it was a four year. Four extension. year one sixty. Well, they basically tagged him. Now he's gonna be there for what five years? Four years and four year another option. Four years and another option. Second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And that's a move they had to make. I, I, I don't know. Is I, it? I, I, I love Dak. I'm a huge Dak fan. He was in an air cast. I wouldn't have made the move. I, I would have if I'm Dallas. I'm just, I've always Paul been a big... George himself. How old is he? 29? 28? Younger. Younger. 28, I think? Yeah. I think he's a great quarterback. I mean, yeah, he is coming back from that injury, and maybe he's not going to be as good as he was, but Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. You've got to be pretty good to be the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I wouldn't have He's not the second highest. Yes, he is. He's yes, not. Yes, he's he not is. as good as that. Is what I'm saying. No, but it goes Mahomes, Dak, Watson, Russell Wilson's like fourth. Watson, yeah, Wilson and uh, someone else. But if you're Dak Prescott, you want to go back to Dallas. Makes and, no sense. He's not in there. But you know what? He does have a good supporting cast out there. He has good receivers in Michael Gallup, point, Amari Cooper, and yeah, that's is, the whole point. So yeah, he is good. But like, I think put him in New England and he he would suck. I think he'd be decent. He'd be better than Cam Newton, but he wouldn't be a playoff quarterback. Yeah, because what do you have around him? Nothing. 
Right. But Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. In my opinion, before the injury, I always thought he was a top 10 quarterback in the league these last couple of seasons. Nine, like it's or, close. nine or 10. It's close. But, like, it just, be the it's fact close. that it's close, it's close makes me think I'm not, I shouldn't pay this guy, you know, a, a third of my cap. Yeah, but you know who's running that show down there? And his name's Jerry Jones. He'll do whatever the hell he wants to do. Right. Yeah, Mike he's, McCarthy he's is a puppet. Yeah, right. Mike McCarthy. 2.0. Had, Mike McCarthy had nothing to do with Jason that. Jason Garrett, two point I'm I'm a- happy to a- Mike McCarthy. I'm happy to see Dak back in Dallas, though. Give him a chance. See what happens. I, I know that. And the thing is, I don't think their defense is that good either. And that that obviously doesn't help when your defense is given thirty to thirty five no, points. In their of every first game. four games, they they well, scored like forty a game and they lost all of them. It was yeah. horrible. But I'm happy to Actually, see Dak. Actually, they won one because Atlanta sucks. Bunts a field goal. All right, who else? Marcus May, the Jets. Connor, what do you think of Marcus May? You like him? I, I mean, I, I'm just, I heard this from you 15 minutes before we got on, so I'm news to this. Who? Uh, Marcus May. Well, after you get rid of Jamal Adams, I feel like this is a move that you kind of have to make. Kind of have to make, but at the same time, I don't want to pay him. Yeah, I that's a weird want, tag. I don't want to give him 15 to $20 million. Um, I don't see a long-term deal really happening right now. Wouldn't you rather just tag Carson Yeah, but and not worry about your running game for a year? Yeah, but I feel you like you can the, always fix your run game. But he's the anchor of the defense now. It sounds like you can, Marcus May. Oh, he absolutely is. He was a captain last year, and listen, like he he had a really good year. Like, don't let my analysis fool you on that. He did have a good year. He can play in this league. It's just that we trade Jamal Adams because we don't want to commit twenty dollars to a season. Yeah, yeah. When we go I, four and eleven. I don't know if I would either, to be honest. Why am I going to commit fifteen million to Marcus May? No, it's just not. It's not going to happen. I understand it's five million dollars less than what Adams is probably going to get, but. I don't want it. I'll, I'd rather stick with Ashton Davis. or and then He's back. good, the um, rookie from California. He is good. Draft another safety in like the fourth or fifth round. Stick him next to Ashton Davis. Yeah. And let's start Let's start hitting cap. Let's start I signing guess. corners. I guess. Get, I mean, you don't want to throw like whoever you get a quarterback to the Wolves and just like. What Wolves? No, we're to get receivers. Get an old line. No, but it. if you have no defense, you know, the. This Jets young are, this young quarterback needs to you know uphill battle all day. You know what? The Jets have a ton of things to do, and I think this is probably one at the top of their checklist, and they get it done early. Jets always have a decent defense. Like okay, and as much as they suck, that defense is always like 15, 20 range. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's not like that bottom five in the terrible. league. We need, to, we need to start building that offense. That offense has been next to last in every category for the past three or four years. All right, I got about four other. Names that we probably should mention. A former Jet, Leonard Williams, also got tagged today. Okay. I think he's he's good. New. He's not tag worthy. He's with the. I mean, the Giants. That's yeah, another team. They have a lot of things to do. Weird. He had a career year at eleven and a half sacks. Yeah, that's more, more than but he ever like had in the not Jets. Not even that many. That's, double, I mean, it's a lot. Digits. Double digits. Just because he's the only like very good player on that Giants defensive D-line, line. D-line, yeah. It's a lot. And don't forget, he's like, getting double it's not teamed like a, a lot. Crazy amount. No, but it kind of was for him. He never had, like, more than five or six sacks in a season. So that's more reason for me not to tag him. No, that gives you a reason to tag him. You tag him and say, okay, do, do it, it again. again. And they've only had him for a year, too. So, And he's exactly. a guy, don't forget, that you, a lot of the time, this is a guy that's getting double-teamed by the offensive line when you see the, oh, the strongest guy on the defensive line, Leonard Williams, and then you're standing next to all these other guys that really aren't too good. Sure. We had Snacks next to him, I thought. Oh, Snacks Harrison? Yeah, I thought Snacks was on the Giants. He's a free agent. Oh, wow, now. I mean, I mean, now he is. Yeah, but. that's right. But. but Leonard Williams, and then all right, let's get to the let's get to the big time three receivers that we entered free agency with some pretty big receivers. This class, this season, I think it's kind of better than most classes, mm-hmm. free agency wise. Yeah. We have let's start with Chris Godwin and Tampa Bay wants him back, and they got him back. They tagged oh. him. They're they, gonna they, have. They're they gonna should, have. Him they back. should keep him. Yeah, they're gonna keep him. Like the Antonio Brown's gonna be the guy that's probably not gonna him. be back. Why yeah. not? I mean, get him cheap. You just want a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you don't need Antonio Brown to get back to another Super Bowl. But you, Chris, yeah, but you don't want him to get another ring? 
Yeah. You don't think he wants a ring? I mean, I could, I could care less about what Antonio Brown has. You don't has think he has. wants a ring, though? Yeah, another one? Yeah. Why not? Tampa Bay is a good place to stay if you want to win another ring. And if you're Chris Godwin, of course you'd want to go back to the team that you won the Super Bowl. And right. Craig, he didn't have the best season. I get He was hurt for four, three or four games, I believe. He did have six touchdowns, and your quarterback's Tom Brady. Why wouldn't he want to be back with a team... Tom Brady's your quarterback. Well, he doesn't have a choice. I think it, yeah, I mean, I think it just makes sense though if you're if you're trying to you know keep what you got going, you you go out and secure Brady's weapons because you know I I love Tom Brady and he is an incredible quarterback, but you got you got to keep weapons around him like right. like every other quarterback. You need he needs to have weapons. Yeah, you got so Mike you Evans make, too. Yeah, you make sure that he has every guy that he could possibly ever need, and you go out and let the offense do its thing. And when you have an offense like that. And you're in Tampa Bay, and you just won the Super Bowl. People will come there and take a discount to play. Yeah. So if you just did another move today, so you have to go out. Yeah. So if you have to go out and spend, you know, crazy money on a receiver, it's okay because good guys are going to come there and come cheap. Yeah. Speaking of Tampa Bay, Levante David just uh, probably get about an hour, hour and a half before our show started. Levante David re-signed with Tampa Bay. He was going to be a free agent, but he did take less money than he could have with a lot of other teams. And why not? He's been around the league a, a long time, and he's always been with Tampa Bay. And just like Chris Godwin, they're going to have a lot of their team back next season. It's one of those people where loyalty is really tested. Like, he's always been a top-five linebacker for a long time in this league, and Tampa Bay was never really that good, but they had Levante David in the middle, and so you just knew they were going to be really good defensively. And then they drafted Devin White. He's a monster. Those two Beast. next to each other are just yeah, it's awesome. it's a nightmare. And, and you got Barrett. Barrett might actually be on the move. Barrett might be the guy that's on the move. He might, but he said he'd be willing to come back too. Yeah. So I mean, if he comes back, yeah, you, trouble. Hey, if you got most of that nucleus back, it's I'm I'm scared. I love the Patriots. I love the Patriots to sign Shaquille Barrett. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll see. I love All right, the Jets. Two other receivers, Allen uh, Robinson. What do you think about Allen Robinson? Me and Edge guy. I wish I wish he didn't get tagged. He, he got tagged, right? Yeah. yeah. I wish he didn't get tagged. That's what I think. He's dying over there. Allen Robinson's a guy I never used to be a big fan of, but I've realized he's oh, pretty good. He's he nasty. is pretty good. Allen Robinson is. Possibly the most underrated receiver in the entire NFL. Yeah, he's never Absolutely. been in the best situations. Um, he, Absolutely. He's never in a good situation, yet every year he finishes like top 10 in every category. Yeah. Um, Foles. He, he was on the Jaguars with Blake Bortles and got 14 touchdowns. Like, yes. Like the, yeah, this he's guy, never had a great quarterback. No, never had a great quarterback, but he continuously puts out great seasons unless he gets hurt. I'd like to see but him with a good quarterback this season, though. Even this year, you know, he, he took a concussion. I think he missed a couple games. Yep. Yeah. But he still had an, a wonderful year mm-hmm. he is an incredibly talented receiver i think chicago was very stupid um it, it's sort of counterintuitive but i don't think that they should be going out and tagging a receiver right. when they have so many other problems on their team um i get that you want to maintain the guy that's probably the most talented player on your team besides yeah, right. khalil mack but like go solve your quarterback problem Mac's before, be there for before a long time. you before you yeah before you make sure that you know that revolving season. door has someone to throw to yeah yeah I completely agree. Like, I the only reason I could see them tagging a Rob is literally to trade him. Yeah, like, he's a little is, older, and they still could trade him. They still could. I mean, for what though? Like a second round pick? Yeah, probably, yeah. Now, now the contract be, is huge. You'd be lucky to get a second rounder. For I'd love to see him I, in New England as well. Yeah. I'd love to see him on the Patriots. Let's see. I would love yeah. to see him on the Jets. Yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson or Tr- Deshaun Watson, whoever is ending up in Gang Green. But hey, I I really don't like this for Chicago. Justin Fields. Yeah. No way. Speaking of receivers, now, talking about a guy that's most likely going to be on a different team now, the, our last guy we're going to talk about today, Kenny Galladay. Ooh, yeah. Maybe he'll go to the Buccaneers. Galladay is not going to be back with Detroit. Most likely not going to be back no, with Detroit. I wouldn't want to play with he's Jared Goff either. He's not going to be back. Galladay's a free agent. Where is he going to sign? That's the question. And 
Nobody knows. Come on, Jets. You got the answers? I could see him going to the Jets, but you guys would have to pay him probably a shit ton of money. They'll pay him good the money. The Patriots could do that, money. too. And he's coming off an injury. He didn't really play a lot. What did he play? Two or three games last season when he came down to it? Yeah, he missed the last, like, nine. Yeah, thanks. Jake gave him to me in fantasy. It didn't really affect me that much. But <laughs> <laughs> Jake traded him to me. I'm like, oh, my team's going to be stacked wide receiver-wise. And he never really... He never <laughs> Highway <played for> robbery. <laughs> Cole Beasley kind of saved my season. But, but yeah, I think Galladay's a player that a lot of teams are definitely going to be interested in. I don't know. I don't know what team he's going to go to, but if I'm the Patriots, I'd, I'd be invested in both these guys. Galladay, Allen Robinson's probably going to be back with Chicago, but still, the receiver market's pretty good right now. Where do you think draft, he's going to go? If I had a guess, mm-hmm. not Detroit. Okay, no. that's a good guess. That's a good start. Um, trying to think of teams with a lot of money. I could see him going to Jacksonville. Another team with a lot of cap. I could see Galladay going to Jacksonville. How about, like, Denver? You like that, Scott, if you're listening? Kenny Galladay, your number one receiver? How about, ready, how about, how about Indianapolis? What? They got some with cap. Wentz? They got cap too. Go play with Wentz and uh, Pittman. That'd be a sick tandem. Yeah, I don't know T. Y. Hilton situation, but I don't think he. Who cares? Make him a third receiver. That'd be sick. Nasty. But Colts. yeah, I'm going Colts. A lot of stuff going on in the NFL. In two weeks, we're gonna have our special because there's gonna be guys in the move. I believe March 17th is the official start of free agency. Can't but wait. there's gonna be a lot of stuff that happens. Finding out where a lot of these quarterbacks end up, who the Patri- Patriots quarterback's gonna be, but. There's a lot to, lot to happen. All right, we'll finish up the show the last 20, 25 minutes or so with all basketball because right now we'll finish with college basketball. With the NBA, there was a – I wouldn't say as big as it used to be, but Blake Griffin it's did sign – smaller than it used to Blake be. Griffin signed with the Brooklyn Nets these last couple of days. Guys, what do you think? I'm hearing that he's going to be the backup center off the bench. That's what I'm hearing as well. Really? Yeah. I thought he wanted to play the four. They're bringing him off the bench to at least begin the season. Well, well their second half of the season. I think that's fine. Um, I – I, I don't know. I mean, it's Blake Griffin on the Brooklyn Nets, and he's yeah. probably he's probably like their fifth best player. Yeah, like, I was saying Joe Harris fourth. Probably it's pretty crazy. I mean, him and DeAndre Jordan are playing together again. Yeah, um, it's there's a lot going on. I'm a ner- I'm officially nervous. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll I'll tell you this. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I I will go out there right now and say this is a an absolute lock. Okay. But Blake Griffin makes the playoffs. Well, sure. But Blake Griffin is going to play significantly better than he did in Detroit. Yeah, no doubt about it. Like, He's going to be invested. Like, yeah, there's no way. This is going to be look more like Blake Griffin of five years ago than it yeah. did than it did Blake Griffin of a month ago. I mean, I don't know if he can like, dunk, but he can apparently dunk. he can't dunk. That's what he, I, they say I bet, he can't dunk. I bet he still can dunk. But of maybe, course he can dunk. I don't dunk. think he can jump over. He probably can't jump over cars anymore. But No, no. But he, he's developed a shooting game. He's a smart passer, and with with Harden, uh, Irving, and Durant all out on the court with Blake Griffin, he's going to make plays. Like he's going, like things are going to happen more because Blake Griffin's out there, not less. And I don't, I mean, like like I said, he can space the floor a little bit. Um, he's going to be a presence inside. He's still a decent rebounder. He's got a big body. Um, he he's going to make a difference for that team. I I mean, I think they were already, you know. One of the favorites to make the finals, if not the favorite in the East. Yeah, absolutely. but this this they're is the favorites. A, I think yeah, this is favorites. just a middle finger to the rest of the league. Yeah, and I don't think it's. I think we saw it coming because he was talking about it as soon as he left Detroit that Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn. And you knew he was going to go to a contender, so I'm not. Sure. I'm not surprised by the move. No, I'm not surprised. I just you know, whatever. 
I think I gotta talk about it. I just hate to see it. I think they're gearing up for the title. I mean, that's all the move means to me. Of course. That they're just. Yeah, now you got Harden, you got Irving, you got Durant, Blake Griffin. Imagine a closing lineup with that team. You got a stack and Jordan. LeBron. Yeah, I, I could even put maybe Blake Griffin as your five, but with Joe Harris out there, too. I, I mean, don't know. You, you can do mean, a lot of things. You're sort of like a, an unbeatable beast. If you are rocking Irving, Harden, Durant, Griffin, and Jordan, like, yeah, I think an all-star like, lineup. Nobody, yeah, it is. Like nobody's getting in the paint. They probably can score on the perimeter if they want to, but it doesn't really matter because Brooklyn's going to score twice as often. And like it's it, it's brutal. They could rock that for the last eight minutes of a game and be down ten points going into that and still win every time. Like yeah, yeah it kind of sucks, honestly. I mean, just. I'm thinking from a Celtics perspective. I'm like, oh, we're gonna probably have to get by these guys at some point. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna go if that well. If we see him. But again, hopefully it's in the conference finals and not like the again. We don't round. know what the we don't know what the, the Celtics are gonna round. do. Yeah, yeah hopefully, or hopefully someone can beat them, like Philly or Milwaukee or something. Maybe the Knicks will knock them off. Yeah, the Knicks. Yeah. That'd be unbelievable. Julius Randle versus the world. All right, we did have an All Star game this past weekend. Let's go over the festivities real quick. In my opinion, I used to be like when I was a kid, I was like, oh, it's All Star. You know? It's All Star Saturday night. Well, this was Sunday night, but I'm, I was so excited for the dunk contest, the skills Boring. challenge. Uh, the three-point contest is still awesome, in my opinion. But yes, that's the best one. The first the first thing of the night was the skills challenge. I don't think it was good as usual, but you know what? Jake, you were pretty right with this one. Yeah, uh, DeMontis Sabonis. Um, you know, I, I liked Randall for it, too, and, and unfortunately he got ma- ma- uh, matched up against the champion in the first round. Um, I think he probably could have gone pretty far if, uh, he didn't, <laughs> if he didn't get matched up against Sabonis in the first round. But... For whatever reason, Sabonis was like the third least likely guy to win, even though yeah, he was well, odds wise, right? Well, yeah, but even though he was the you know runner up last year, it it just made no sense. I I, I liked Sabonis to you know do it well, um, and he did. He went out and won. <laughs> yeah, he was really good. Um, Those first two three pointers were splashes. Yep, and then he got luckily he got matched up against Nikola Vucevic in the final. Yeah. Like stupid me thought Luka Doncic was gonna win. Somehow Vucevic yeah. beats Chris Paul. Um, yeah. And and you know it's it, it is what it is. The big men seem to win every single year. Yeah, um, but the the challenge has gotten a lot worse. They could add more to it's, it. They no, the, like well, we could set that up in our this basement probably. They've, just they've completely changed it in the most subtle ways that it it just made it so much worse. They used to I don't know if you guys remember. They used to do one guy at a time. Yeah, remember that? Yes. They used to do one guy at a time. I want to get it over. They with. would time it. And then they would say the best times move on, right. and and the winner you know would be the yeah. best time possible. That was great. They also had to do it turned into a relay they had race. To do bounce passes. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, and the chest. They pass. had to do bounce passes and chest passes through the tire. It was just so much better. I wish we could um, make our own like skills challenge for them to use. We'd make it. Like, I sick. I liked that way so much more. And, you know, you said this was the first one of the night. Do you remember when this used to not be the first event of the night? Yeah, remember they also had the other one, too? They used to have the, the shooting court. stars The WNBA challenge. Yeah, the, the former, yeah, the NBA legend. That was the awesome. Current play, Chris Bosh's team won every single year. Yeah. Um, that was, a, I liked that. I don't know why they got rid of that for no reason. Um, I enjoyed that one. And, yeah, they just made this event so much worse. They made the dunk contest worse because they, you know... Every guy that's good at dunking is like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll do it uh, yeah. when I retire. Have, like, good play. All right, we'll talk about the dunk contest in a second, but... Yeah. The skills challenge, I, I kind of think it honestly Also, sucked. Also... Can't live without it. What was Robert up Robert Covington? Yeah, I mean, why? In the skills challenge? There had to be something going on behind that the scenes. That guy is yeah. trash. That guy's trash. Yeah, like, oh, I'm Robert Covington, oh. and I always wanted to be in the skills Maybe challenge. Maybe his dad, like, invented the skills challenge. I don't know. Yeah, like, something. Like, something had to go on. And, so and Luca, do- what was no going on with Luca? Luca was not trying. A lot him. of guys don't care. It looked like Luca was just, like, jogging. Yeah, a lot of Well, he yeah. probably was just like, oh, I'm Luca, I'm going to win. There goes $10 out of my pocket. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the hell was going on with him? He was, like, not, I don't think he was trying. 
No. He was probably like, oh, a, a lot, lot of people that, don't care at all. He was thinking a lot of people like bet on me, so let's just like lose everyone's he, money tonight. He wouldn't do that. He was, no, probably, yeah. he was probably thinking I have an all-star game to go play. Yeah, he was he was yeah. jogging though. Did you see him in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, All right. Care. The next contest of the night was the three-point contest. I love This is my favorite every season, even when mm-hmm. the dunk contest was good. Oh, the end was so good. But right. going in, most of us probably thought that Steph Curry would win. I mean, nope. you did. I did. The guy who I, I thought was going to win. Who do we predict? First of all, who do we predict the skills challenge last week on the show? I said Luka. I said Randall. Yeah, I said Luca. You I said Luca. and you said Randall. So all of us were wrong with that. The three-point contest, I actually said Curry on the show last week. Said he said Curry and... I said Jalen Brown. He came in dead last. Jalen Brown was... Yeah, he was <laughs> Jalen Brown came in dead last. God. Yeah, but um, I mean, it was good. He's to, still at seventeen, but like, it was good to see the Celtics in the contest. And I was not expecting Jason Tatum to be that good. Yeah, I know he made the final. His release just takes so long from mm-hmm. the get rid of the ball. But the three, you watched the three point contest, or you have other business to take care of. <laughs> <laughs> what? I did watch a little bit. I mean, I got to saw Steph do his thing. That was great. I loved, <laughs> I loved yeah. the. He was so casual with a game winning shot, um, or a, you know, an event winning shot. <laughs> um, it, it was yeah. I mean, like honestly. I put a lot of hate into Mike Conley before this All-Star weekend. He had a very good three-point. Oh, very my God. Yeah, point. yeah. Very good three-point. He had a very show. good... That's w- about it, though. That's it. He had a good Sunday night. He, he's having a good season, too. Not, not All-Star, though. He's on a great he, team. He made... Yeah, but he's the third player. Yeah, but they had Mike Conley. They'd go Bear and Mitchell. That's enough. I don't even Mike, think he's the third best player, maybe, some no, nights. No, Bogdanovich. That team's deep. Mike Conley's yeah. averaging. You're forgetting about 15. Jordan Clarkson, dude. Clarkson's averaging like 20 a game. <laughs> Clarkson's awesome. Mike Conley is averaging 15 and 6, and they name him an all star. Like, get no, I out think of here. that's some other behind get the scenes out stuff. Of here. Yeah, that's something weird. Get out of here. Something weird is going on. But the three point contest is very good. It was good to see Steph Curry. I mean,. I, I thought he was going to win pretty easily, but yeah. Tatum, was go- Tatum was good. Tatum. Who was bad? Jalen Brown was pretty bad. Yeah, and then um, the, the next worst one was... Was it Levine? Um, no, Levine was kind of good, wasn't he? Oh, there were two guys that tied. It was um, wasn't it Levine? Levine and... Um, Mitchell? Was Mitch and Yeah, Mitchell Levine and Mitchell bad, tied. Yeah. For, yeah. And then Curry went last and yeah. knocked them both out. No, but overall, I think I really enjoyed yeah, the three-point contest and... They still like 22, though. It was a good field, too. It was a very good field. It usually is a good field. I expected Lillard better. should have been in it. Yeah, he should have, but he wasn't. And Devin Booker was going to be in it, too, wasn't it? Yeah, but they replaced him with Conley. Yeah, all right. Slam dunk yeah. contest, in my opinion. The worst one ever. Sucked, 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 and it sucked some sucks. more. It that, honestly always sucks. It's been worse and worse every season, but, man, come on. No, like, just the, give this... me, like, some guy that I – I mean, I like. I do like Obi, but Anthony Simons, Cassius yeah, Stanley. Toppin, give me a break. Toppin was a good one. They should have had, like, Zion in it. Or like Zach know. Levine. Yeah, no, Levine's not never going to do it again. again. Yeah. Aaron Gordon, just give me. Aaron Gordon said he would never do it again after what happened. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Would That's be awesome. another thing, though. Speaking of what happened, we need they, new judges. They no, like yeah, you need new judges. You need guys that like have never seen basketball before. You need like these impartial judges. I think that, the fans should. That, do it. I guess. <laughs> how about the, how about what they do? Like in two K, they don't do out of ten. They do like a you know like you got a forty six. Like they'll you know what I mean. They rate it out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you see like, what they did at the end though when they picked the winner, like the lights on the screen. Like yeah, it, I, yeah. It was three against two. Obi lost. It's it's stupid. It's it's all stupid, and it's because of Dwayne Wade. He that that bitch who who was like I love oh, Dwayne. Who was Wade. like I wanted to keep going, so he gives out a nine and like you know even though it was like a clear fifty dunk and but honestly like some years it's like just I, so annoying that they they. 
stretch it out so that these guys have to do like twelve dunks a night. Like yeah, it's stupid. It is what it is. Like like the the days of like Jordan and Vince Carter and like Nate Robinson. They're not walking through that door anymore. Ne- they're never. Ha- that's never happening again. The dunk contest should just be abolished at this point. Like like almost, even yeah. the Blake Griffin thing. Like that was cool, but like he jumped over the front end of that car. He didn't like over the top. But like, like yeah. on most years, there's like at least one or two dunks that I actually remember. Like I do remember some, but there was what Simon's tried kissing the rim and missed. Like like that was the highlight of the night. That's the thing. I I don't the only. Th- Dunk contest that really sticks out in my head are the two ones with Levine and Gordon. That's yep. it. That's Those are at least it. better. Yeah, in yeah. the last like five years, that's it. That's it. And Blake Griffin jumped over the car. I Who caught my won? attention. Who else has won the dunk contest? In off those, the top of your head. In those years? Wow. Yeah. I mean. Vince Carter? Yeah, I, I can. I off mean, the top of your head. Go ahead. Try. What, the Gordon Levine ones? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I, who won last year? I don't know. There was uh, COVID happened, right? No, there was no, no yeah, there break. Were, who won last I, I, year? I could not I remember. Know. I can look it up in a second, but I mean, I I could too. But like, who who won the year before that? Back in the I day, don't I don't know. Like before we were born, the dunk contest. I mean, Jeremy Evans. It's getting bad. Yeah, he, he, he did he won win, right? One yeah. Time, there yeah. You go. That it's was like, like he's, seven years ago. That's ridiculous. I thought oh, I kind of thought Obi should have won though. Too, to be honest with you, too. I you know I felt that way too. But honestly, like I was like, you know what? Even if Obi won, people were gonna. Diallo grab. was in it, but he lost. Yeah, Diallo was in it. Yeah. Diallo was in it. Who did he lose to? I gotta look after this like the last ten. Yeah, but that's gonna pawn Dick Diallo. Diallo. All right. Um, what else happened? I'm a Dick Diallo. What else happened on um Sunday night? All right, the All Star. The All Star game was actually all right. Derek I, Jones Jr. Yeah, Derek Jones Jr. Did he win? I think. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he won did. one year. Yeah, he won one of them. That might have been the last year. Last year. Yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah. Was that against Diallo? What do you guys think I'm about? Saying, that's how I remember. What do you think about the All Star game? You like it? Not really. I. I like the charity thing. I guess it incentivizes them a little bit. But yeah. Team LeBron murdered. Team you know the over hit. Like I, I knew like it would it. happen. The over hit on the last shot of the game. No, it, it was three nineteen like and a, it was three nineteen and a half. I'm pretty sure. But it closed started out. at three fourteen. Yeah, and then three twenty. The, the shot that Lillard hit to end the game. I mean, I didn't touch it. But. And did Giannis win MVP? Yeah, he was he six, went 16, sixteen for sixteen. 16. Wow. I mean, Jay, to be honest, did you that step back three hit. Yeah, that was nasty. Jay, I loved watching Brown and Tatum though. Brown hit some awesome shots in the corners. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum was pretty good as well. The Celtics had a couple of nice dunks good in the game. Tatum. Julius Randle it seems like barely played. He didn't play uh, that much. LeBron played, barely played. played like yeah, I think I think LeBron played thirteen He's minutes. Happy about it though. The Austin game actually went off. He had like sixteen yeah, or seventeen did. assists. It was fun watching the Austin game, but I kind of wish there was more defense in some. I mean, they're not going to play. They're defense. not going to hurt each other. Yeah, they're not going to hurt. The fourth quarter was fun to watch because they were actually playing defense. Team Durant was trying to stop Team LeBron from scoring the. Co- yeah, get to Kobe, but yeah, but they need like fifty before they got twenty four. Yeah, but I mean, overall, it didn't excite me too much. The three point contest, in my opinion, was the highlight of the weekend. Agreed. Yes, but that's the All Star game for you. But now, back to the season Thursday night, Celtics Nets. Celtics Nets is on Thursday night. Next yep. box, baby. That's Big why game. we're doing a show today, so you can all go watch Celtics Nets and root for Blake Griffin to retire. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to play with COVID. He probably took some time to get through the COVID protocol stuff. But he I probably think he'll will. play. Yeah. Oh, I think he will. All right. It is time to talk about college basketball. And speaking of college basketball, on the TV right next to us, unfortunately... There's still 14 minutes left. There's 14 minutes left. The Bryant Bulldogs are losing by 8 to Mount St. Mary's, 43 to 35. The winner of this game... is dancing. The winner of this game will be on... You know what, Jake? Hold this. So everybody can see what we got going on behind us. Hi. Look at this. We ordered this on whatever. What was it? Amazon? I don't even remember where we ordered it. Fathead.com. Shout out Fathead. Selection show special next week. Tell me if you're nauseous. We're going to be filling out this whole board next week on the show. I mean, come on, guys. Does this not look awesome or what? Look at this whole thing. All 68 teams. We don't know what teams are going to be where. But this thing looks awesome. We just ordered it. So get ready for next week. Selection show special. I tilted down a little. 
There's Jake. Right there. There I am. No, but we get the Bryant game going on right Don't now. Don't ask how much oh, it costs. Now. Oh, damn. Don't ask how much that costs. Hayden loves it. Hayden's in the tournament challenge. And for those of you that aren't, Hayden, tell everybody to join the tournament challenge. By Winner way, is getting big money. Over $700, yeah. by the way. Over $700 to the winner. And the winner's mo- second place is most likely getting over 200 So, you guys, if you're not in, you better join. And Only 20 bucks. Oh, uh, damn, they're down. I really want to see the Bryant Bulldogs get to the dance. Seven-point game. They were down eight before. It's a seven-point game right um, now. Only the 20 bucks to, the to join. Jake and Connor could afford it. Join now. Hayden afforded it. Hayden was one of the first ones to pay, actually. Looks like Bar Louie. I was like the fourth team. The Bar Louie busboy. Yeah, Jake was like... I don't know where you were, Jake. All right. I forget what I named. Oh, I named my team fourth place. Yeah, you were. That wouldn't be good. Yeah, why did you name your team fourth place? Like semi-pro. Yeah, but, huh. but fourth place would not be good in this Fourth one. place. All right. College basketball, you come up with some guys, Connor, that you, you want to talk about before the dance starts? I mean, obviously I want I had one of the guys, EJ Liddell, one of my mm. favorite mm. Ohio State guys. Obviously. Duh. I uh, came up with a list with 10, 10 guys. Sit up. Jake Ellison, another guy. We got another guy, Jake Ellison. He's in the tournament challenge. Oh, yeah, tonight. All right, we'll talk about that, Jake. Good point. The West Coast Conference Championship is tonight at 9 o'clock. BYU, can they beat Gonzaga? No. This, Gonzaga, this is the lowest they've been favored by. They're favored by 13 and a half points tonight. Oh, my against, God, hammer it. Against BYU at 9 o'clock. I'm not sure. You got about an hour. No, you got, oh, my God, you only got 37 minutes. Shut up. They might. Shut up. Both? They almost lost to Pepperdine. That was an awesome they game last though. night. Yeah, but it went to overtime. It did, but they didn't. Take, Take wait. Better than night, Gonzaga, Gonzaga first half over. <laughs> All right. Gonzaga first half over. That's the one. Both of these teams are tournament locks. Gonzaga and BYU, whether BYU wins or not, they're going to the tournament. Alex Barcello. Oh, actually, I'll talk about Alex Barcello in a second. All right. I came up with 10. Yeah, give it, give it to us. I came up with 10 guys that some of you might not have heard. I didn't do like the Cade Cunninghams, the Luca Garza, the Ayo Dosimus. Who is that? Who are they? All guys that are on the first team All-America. Oh. All right. Number Down one. Sucks. I'm sure Connor's heard of some of these guys. Maybe Jake as well. Oregon. I'm a big Oregon Ducks fan. Chris Duarte is a guy that you got to watch out for in the tournament. Listen, Oregon's a team that it seems like every year they're in the dance, whether it's Peyton Pritchard leading the team or whether it's Dylan Brooks leading the team. But Chris Duarte is a guy. How about a new player? Duarte is This guy. is him. Yeah. This is Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte is a guy. If you have Oregon going far this year, he's the guy that's leading this Ducks team. He's going to be most likely a late first-round, second-round pick. He's going to be in NBA draft, a lot of NBA mock drafts, but Chris Duarte is a guy that I love, and you gotta you got to look out for this guy if you're picking the Ducks to go far. The Ducks got a good team. Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte. They're swimming. All right, number two, the Michigan State Spartans. Talking about going dancing. Yeah. They're going dancing because they just got their biggest win of the season against Michigan. Yeah. And if you have Michigan State going far they in the tournament. They a lot of good teams, though. Yeah, they did. They, the Big Ten's good, and that's why. If you got Michigan State going far in the tournament, Aaron Henry's the guy to look out for. Yep. The left-handed yep. specialist, leading Michigan State. He's a do-it-all kind of player. Yep. Rebounds, dishes the ball, plays the game the right way. And Michigan State right now, I don't think they're going to be in the first four. I think they're going to be, I don't know. Oh, I'd say no, they're definitely a nine, ten seed. Yeah. Whether, between no, they're and a nine, legit team. They're not a first-four team. I don't know if they're going to be out in the first round. Or they could make, you know what, Tom Izzo's your coach. And Tom Izzo and March. No, they'll is, find a way to win one. You've got you to gotta watch out. They'll gonna find play, a way to win at least one. They're going to probably play a good, like, I would imagine. Um, like, a, like a high win. like High like, win mid-conference Yeah, mid-conference exactly. team. Yeah. Exactly. Loyola Chicago. Exactly, Drake. someone like that. Jake's predicting um, a Michigan State Loyola Chicago first round game. That'd be that'd awesome. be sick I if Belmont, I called that right now. I think Belmont went like thirty and one or something like that. Yeah, like that, the Belmont that Bruins. Too, like 
That's who I see. That, they could, I mean, State if they went thirty and one, they'd probably be a little higher, though. They they probably. Know, Jake Ellison says he hates to see it, but you know, yeah, Tom Izzo knows their thing. Tom Izzo in March. He, I don't know. He really does, and that and that's why I didn't want Michigan State in this tournament. Dude, they're gonna, they're in though. They're, they're gonna screw up my bracket. They're in and they deserve it. But I was telling Justin, they're gonna screw up my bracket somehow. I was like, listen, like Michigan State is gonna be like teetering borderline tournament. If they get in. You don't want to see them because, like Justin said, that kid Henry, he's good. He can play. He's a senior. Henry's good, and he's gonna he's gonna carry that team, and they're gonna go with him. And if they go with oh. him, Tom Izzo with an already defensive minded team like that that plays hard, watch out. I'm so pumped for March 19th. Watch out. Yeah. All right, Chris Duarte, number one for Oregon. Number two, Michigan State's Aaron Henry. Number three, this guy is one of the best freshmen in America right now. He plays for the LSU Tigers, and his name is Cam Thomas. Oh, wow, yeah. They're saying Cam he's going to be the next Buddy Heald. He's going to be a first-round pick. That sucks. I, he's going to be a top – I think he's going to be a top 15. He might be a lottery-type talent. Chucker. He's L- a boy, a chucker. He's a shoot, though. The guy's an elite offensive player. He, he's averaging almost 25 points per game for LSU. LSU's a 5-6-7 seed, in my opinion. And this is a team has a terrific offense – but a brutal, brutal, brutal defense. I was say, it's a that, brutal defense. That defense is Ole. This is a team that could go to the Sweet 16 or they could get knocked out in the first round. Really? There you go. But wow. if you're LSU, the guy to watch out for is Cam Thomas. He could be a lottery pick. Marksman. I, 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 would, I want him on the Knicks. Like, yeah, he's, he's he does remind me of Buddy Heald. The guy's really I good. I want him on the Knicks. Like, he'll take, he has no problem taking 15 threes a game. No problem doing it. And he has no problem knocking down 9, 10 of them. Holy God. I... I like him and this is gonna, this I love I'm this. Mesmerized this, by this. I yeah, like this him thing's exactly awesome. Shooters out of this draft. <laughs> yeah, he. I think Cam Thomas is gonna be good. All right, number four, the UConn, the UConn Huskies. You know who I'm gonna mention? Their best player. Who is their best player? James Booknight. Guy's a star. Oh, Guy's wow. an absolute star. Right now, UConn is one of the favorites to win the Big East tournament just because there's so much craziness that's going on. But UConn's a team. Wild. Danny Hurley's a great coach. Wow. And you remember the days? Kemba Walker led yeah. UConn one year in March Ray Madness. Allen. Ray Allen, Shabazz Napier. But if you're UConn, your star player is James Booknight. They played 12 games with him in the lineup because James Booknight's a guy that's been hurt a lot this season. Yeah. You know their record in those 12 games that he's played? No. 12-0. No, they're 10-2. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> they're 10-2 when James Booknight plays this season for UConn. They're going to the tournament. They're well, a lock they, they to the tournament. They played good in those games, though? I mean, the big, they played. They beat Creighton. They beat some. The Big East isn't. Creighton's pretty good. Creighton's the Big East isn't what it was. But James Booknight. Isn't Creighton like a, like a 12, isn't it like 12 seed and something like that? 12, ranked 12th? Oh, they're like, they're like higher now, like 18th or 19th. But that's we'll, pretty good. We'll be they're talking about Creighton right. actually next. But that, a Creighton player? Yeah. But James Booknight's a guy to watch out for if, you do, if you're a big UConn Husky fan. All right, number five. Speaking of the. Actually, the Creighton Blue Jays are a team that we've got to talk about because you realize, you know what happened. There's a big scandal going on. McDermott's yeah. back to coach now. He is back. But he said some bad things that we probably shouldn't mention. I don't know if you're aware of what happened with Creighton. No. He no, said tell the fans. He said yeah, he made the comment about the, about the plantation. Yes, it was oh. it was not very it was not a very good comment. I I mean I take it him as bad as Myers Leonard. I take yeah, him yeah, at, yeah. Yeah, that was bad. I take him at his word. He was he sounded really genuine. He also told the team like he offered to resign and his his guys told him like no we want They suspended to him for one game. Yes, the team did, but he he went to the players and said I'll resign. And no, no, yeah. So this is actually a What's big his name? Greg McDermott. It's Doug McDermott's dad. Okay. So ahead of March Madness, this is actually a big storyline to monitor. Creighton's a team that I told you that I really do like. They have a lot of talent. Number five, by the way, is Marcus Zigorowski, the brother of Michael Carter-Williams. Wow. He's the point guard on the Creighton yes. Blue Jays, the stepbrother of Michael Carter-Williams. But the Creighton Blue Jays are a team, in my opinion, that has probably one of the top ten best starting fives in the country. Yeah. And right now, McDermott 
How gonna do be... you do that? Well, yeah, you just are. Yeah, it's, it's he, up close. You, he, he used the term plantation as part of an analogy urging the team to have unity. Yeah, it was it was really what? Like, like, the, 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 guys, the abs- we need guys. We need to be like a plantation out there. Guys, the, he regretted it right away. The, I mean, the quote was tough. I mean, the quote the was ball, tough. The he ball, the ball is like our crop, and you are like members of the plantation. He's like, a, his apology at least sounded really genuine. It sounded like he like, did. What are you he saying? Didn't mean it no, he like didn't. That. I mean, yeah, I he told, did. I could totally see him misinterpreting plantation that. Plantation should never come but, out of your but, mouth. But if you take his <laughs> yeah, you take his quote like you just lay it out there in words. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's it definitely bad. is bad. It's but regarding crazy, you guys are my farmers. Regarding crazy, like, I want to like, see. What is like? What could he have been saying? I want to see like how this affects me, the if team. If you want me to pull it up, I will. It's just quote, it's, quote him. I don't. I I would have to pull it up. Yeah, pull it up. I, pull I don't it up. Butcher it. I don't pull it up. But this is a team. This is a team that I've liked all season. The Creighton Blue Jays and the biggest tournament starts tomorrow. And whether it affects them or not, it's going to be a big storyline. Creighton's a lock to go to the tournament. And and Marcus Zagorowski is their best player. But this is a team that has tons of talent in their starting lineup. Damian Jefferson, Christian Bishop, Mitch Ballack, Denzel Mahoney, and Marcus Zagorowski form a tremendous starting five. But right now, this is definitely hanging over their heads, and it's not going to go away from them for the rest of the season. No, McDermott's going to be weird. McDermott's going to be coaching them in the biggest tournament. He's going to be coaching them in the dance. But depending on what happens with this team, this is going to be hanging over their heads a little bit, Jake. We'll see what happens. All right, Connor, I'll go on to the next player. I got it. You got it. This is quote verbatim, and I do not recommend repeating. These are not my words. These are Greg McDermott's words. Guys, we got to stick together. We need both feet in. I need everybody to stay on the plantation. I can't have anybody leave the plantation. That's wow. the quote. <laughs> like I said, that's, nobody's allowed to leave the plantation. You understand like, where he's coming from, but like, I just took those words and just stuck them out there. Those are not good. What do you no, think? No, those no. are not good. I don't even like. It's up, up, too. He, up he to didn't the mean word it, plantation. He could, like, I didn't see the word plantation coming at all. Like it could have right. been like it could have been like nobody leave the ship. Yes. Like it like you could have made no thousand, like he yeah. fucked up. The guy fucked up. Yeah, Plain and simple. You could have went a thousand different directions and chose that. <laughs> you Poor choice of words. But I believe him. Like he's genuine, and you know, and his guys do too. They wanted him back. They asked him to stay. He's so, a great coach. He's wonder, been there for a long like, time. When he said yes. that, were they like, "What did you just said?" Yeah, a lot of them are confused. But even a lot of the players on the team, most of the team, they want him back, and now they got him back. He was suspended for one one game. It was the right move by the Korean organization. Right. Yeah. We'll see if any of them leave after the. I don't know. It's going to be a bit. It's a big storyline, but Marcus Zagorowski is the guy to watch out for for the Creighton Blue Jays, right. the brother of Michael Carter Williams. All right, number I six. They were cousins. No, they actually. I thought they were cousins too. They're stepbrothers. Stepbrothers. Good movie. All right. Yes. Number six. Keeping in the Big East. Another. The Big East right now is crazy because this just happened with McDermott. And the Villanova Wildcats are a team that a lot of people had going to the Final Four, but now Gillespie's, Gillespie's gone. gone, and they just lost their third best player for the whole Big East tournament. Really? So now you like Robinson Earl, Justin Moore. No, I, actually, I got another guy. But Justin Moore is, with a, in my opinion, probably the third best player. He hurt his leg. He's going to be out for the Big East tournament, and his status is going to be to be determined for March Madness. Oh, boy. But right oh. now, Villanova, two of their top three scorers are out. And their best player is Jeremiah Robinson Earl right now. But the guy Nasty. that I think is playing the big key for this team is the guy from Franklin, Massachusetts, and that's Jermaine Samuels. Wow. Jermaine Samuels is a guy. You lose two of your best players. Jermaine Samuels is playing very good recently, but he's a guy. If you if you're gonna go far in this tournament in Villanova, they can't go. That Samuels far. is gonna have to be very good. They're not gonna yeah, go that he's far. He's gonna have to be. I, I mean, they might not make it out of the first weekend. I've been watching him since. They have good talent still, but so, like he's he's been a decent player. I'm excited to see what he what he can do, and this is his, probably his biggest opportunity in his college career. Yeah, and that's a guy I do look to definitely step up. I don't think they're gonna win the. I actually think Creighton's gonna still win the Big East tournament with us hanging over their head. Creighton's my pick to win the Big East tournament. That starts tomorrow. Okay. But Creighton was before 
um, March 1st, you know, before Greg McDermott yeah. said, said what he had to say. Now I'm unsure, but... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because they are a really good team. I mean, he still coaches them well. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, he's still a good coach. They still have a well, well-filled roster. It's just like that. That's an underlying media thing. There, if they, are they going to be thinking about it? If that's going to be on their heads? No, you know, is, are they probably not. Play? Yeah. I hope not because they're a good team. But we'll see. Uh, so that's number six, Jermaine Samuels. Number seven, I went with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Most people know the main players in the Hawkeyes. You know Luca Garza. You know Joe Wieskamp. You know the McCaffreys. You know Jordan Bohannon. Yep. They lost Jack Nungy for the season. He was one of their key role players. But now, a guy by the name of Keegan Murray, he's been playing very wow. good lately, coming off the bench. But now, you lose Jack Nungy. Keegan Murray's a guy that's playing 20, 25 minutes a game. In my opinion, he's the best defender on the team. And the Iowa Hawkeyes team that, again, they're kind of like LSU, in my opinion, regarding their offense is unbelievable, but their defense has some major problems. No, they're yeah, but they're more talented than LSU. Yeah, they're more talented than LSU, no doubt about it. But Keegan Murray is a guy that's going to play a huge role on this team defensively, and I'd be surprised if he doesn't get less than 20 minutes in the tournament. Keegan Murray is going to play a lot for Iowa, and I think he's a big piece to this puzzle that the Hawkeyes have right now. they got a good coach in Fran McCaffrey. They do. But this is a team right now I'm kind of unsure of going into the tournament. Luka Garza is the player of the year. But how far no, is Iowa going to no, go? I, I agree with you. I know what you're saying. Like they're they're incredibly talented, and if they get the right matchups, they could go as far as they want. Yeah, there's Final Four type team. Yeah, they, they could, they I'll, could. But I'll at the same time, daughter. at the same time, if they see some high flying, you know, offensive firepower early on, a team that you know just goes all out offense, yeah. they might lose. Like we done it, the it really could happen. Yeah, like I, I'm not gonna like they're gonna I, get to the second weekend. I think weekend. they're I'd gonna make it out of the first weekend for sure. They could lose in the Sweet 16. They're probably going to be an Elite 8 team. But beyond that, you know, they, they could lose to any of those teams. It could happen. Listen, I'm not, I'm not Garza's biggest fan. I'm just not. I know he's, he's, a, he's a little one-dimensional. Well, like NBA-wise? Very one-dimensional. He's, very, he's extremely one-dimensional. And, that, and that's why I'm just not his biggest fan. He can't, once you stop that, he doesn't yep. have a good second trick to go to yep. in the bag where he can put up those same numbers. And Yeah, I mean, I look at the... In my opinion, if Iowa ends up, I think Iowa right now is going to probably three, four seed area, maybe. Yeah, five I think three seed. seed. No way, no way. Jill, I think they're a three seed right now. No way, they're a five seed. You don't think so? Early, early eggs in the Big Ten tournament. It's like he telling Justin like this Big Ten tournament is going to decide everything. I think if they I get, still if they, think they're a five seed. The they, worst they are is a four. Like, I think. Were they like this like sixth or seventh ranked team? They were, and then they went on a huge losing. Streak. I think they're nine right now. They're ninth. I think, they're not. Yeah, I think that's, that's high still for them. that's still a three though. Still like that's seven, still a three seed. If they lose they're, the first game of the Big Ten, I think the worst they're gonna do is they're a not four. gonna lose the first game of the Big Ten. They could. Like, the Big Ten is loaded. The Big Ten is good. It's the Big Ten loaded. is loaded. And if you think those back half teams are just gonna fall flat on their face, think again. Like what, those, what I'm those looking good for. Teams. What I'm looking for in the tournament like Maryland, is if, is if Iowa gets matched Rutgers. up against a team with a legitimately good defensive big men, then Iowa is in trouble. Yeah, you yeah, saw it against Michigan, right? Where. Where Garza got locked up and the Hunter team Dickinson. had no options yep. afterward. If they get a team like that, I mean, you know, you can't predict how everything's going to shake out. But if they if they see a team like that in the Sweet Sixteen, they can lose to that team. Like it, it is. It, I, they go as far as Garza can carry them. I'm with you. I'm saying that. Hey, Keegan Murray. The, it can happen in the first weekend. It like, could. If if they're a four seed, I could easily see Belmont as a thirteen seed getting in there and beating them. Okay. On a good night, or we'll see a bracket. I mean, we'll we'll get we'll get to these teams. I mean, Mount St. Mary's. Yeah, Bryant's nine, down dude. nine right now. Unfortunately, they're, 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 like, they're going to be dancing. They're going to be locking in their spots. How much time's left? Uh, nine minutes. Now. I really want to see Bryant. Seven point game. Seven point game. All right, so we'll see the end of that. But um, I mean, Keegan but, Murray is so number seven. Dancing as well. I mean, there's there's a lot of good mid conference teams that are. All right, need to watch out. moving to the Big 12, number eight for me on this list. The starting center for the West Virginia. By the way, the West Virginia Mountaineers are Good. a very hot team right now. Yep. Derek Culver is their starting center. 
They lost their starting center for the season. Oscar Shibway decided to transfer to yeah, Oscar Shibway wow. decided to transfer to Kentucky. But now Derek Culver's their that starting was a mistake. center. Mistake. That was a mistake, huh? But ever since yeah. well, he's gonna play. He's playing next year. Oh, okay. uh, he's like borderline. But ever since Oscar Shibway left the West Virginia Mountaineers program, West Virginia's playing out of their minds. Deuce McBride's playing like one of the best guards in the country. Taz Sherman's coming off the bench, playing like one of the best six mans in the country. And Derek Culver to me. Listen, we know who the big guys are. We know the Kofi Coburns. We know the Luca Garzas. We know the Hunter Dickinsons. But underrated, in my opinion, Derek Culver is one of the top 10 big men in the country. And West Virginia's right now, West Virginia's a three seed in Joe Lenardi's, Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology. And if they're going to go far, Deuce McBride's their best player. But Derek Culver is their best big man, in my opinion. He could change the complex, the perception of this team. Mm, he really could. He's a, he's a good big man for them to have. And West Virginia's gone on a big run. They almost took down Baylor. Yeah, they're good. The Big 12 is good, too. Big 12 is the top seven teams in the Big 12 could all go to the Sweet 16. Wow. I mean, probably not going to happen regarding where they get placed. But sure. West Virginia, in my opinion, Derek Culver is really good. Big 12. That'd be Culver. something, though. Seven in one conference in the Sweet 16. That'd be, yeah, that'd be crazy. I don't, I, that's, that's wild. Because yeah, the top seven from the Big 12 right now are all really good. You got the both Oklahomas, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Yeah. You got Kansas, Baylor, yeah. West Virginia, and then I'm missing two of the same Texas something. Tech. And Texas and Texas Tech. All seven of those teams are really good from the Big 12. That's true. That's true. Those are all really good teams. Matt McClung. Yeah, Mac McClung. I mean, Greg Brown out of Texas, he's a high flyer. Greg Brown, he's going to be an NBA player too. But I got two guys on this list. Oh, Texas is nasty. Texas is good too. They got good guards. They're nasty. Two other guys on this list. Yeah, Ramey's good. Coleman's good. Andrew Jones is good. The guy that came back from leukemia. Mm. But they're they're a really good team. Watching Texas play, you you can see that they can take that game to another level if they want to. That's like, right. They, they yeah. can exactly. beat really good teams. I saw them play last year, actually. All right, number nine, BYU, a team that played last night, a team that's tipping off in about 20 minutes. If you want to get your bets in, uh, Gonzaga was favored by 13.5. BYU's best player is Alex Barcello. He's a senior guard. Again, he plays tonight. Huge game against Gonzaga. Even if they lose, they're going to be dancing. But when you're looking at BYU in your bracket, Alex Barcello is the best player on this team. He's a senior. He's a very good playmaker. He scores about 14 or 15 points a game. I don't know if you guys watched the game last night, but he, he played very good in that game last night. He's a guy that's been here for a long time. And if BYU like goes far, years. yeah, no, he's a fourth-year fourth senior. Wow. A fourth-year senior. But if BYU does go far in the tournament, and if Alex Barcello is not at the top of the game, they're a team that could get bounced in the first round. But Alex Barcello, he's the key to this team. And if you're watching the game tonight, Gonzaga against BYU, if BYU does win, Barcello better be good because he has to be good. He's their best player by far. All right. So Alex Barcello, BYU, and finally, I kind of wanted to go with a guy off the radar. For this one, I went to the SoCon, a guy by the name of Isaiah Miller leading UNC Greensboro into yeah, the tournament. Won. They're dancing. UNC Greensboro is dancing. And this guy, Isaiah Miller, is the best player on the team. He's a senior. He put up 25, 12 rebounds. Did you miss that six... shot or the tipping guy? No, that was, a different, that was a different team, I believe. UNC Greensboro won by like six or seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, against... Um... Shoot, I watched the In end Ahsoka, of the game. Really? Yeah, I watched the end of the game. They tackled that kid. Who, Isaiah Miller? No, like they all like were tackling each other. This is a team that's probably... UNC Greensboro is going to be like a 13 or 14 seed probably, but this is the senior. This is the guy that sometimes these are the guys that shine the brightest. The teams that... Not the Michigan State, not the Dukes of the world, but the UNC Greensboro's. Isaiah Miller, he's averaging 19.3 points per game, 6.9 rebounds, and UNC 4 assists a game. UNC Greensboro is a team that's been in the tournament quite frequently. Do you think they're going to the Elite Eight? No, but... No, two years ago. Yeah, they almost did win. They almost won. And Isaiah Miller was with that team again. He's a senior. They played Duke, I remember. Yeah, they did. 
He's the best player on the team. Isaiah Miller is very, very good. His freshman year, he averaged eight points a game. His sophomore year, 15. No, this is the year, the, year, um, the year before Zion. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. it was too. He averaged 8.3 his freshman season, 15.2 his sophomore season, 17.8 last season, and 19.3 this season. He's improved every season. UNC Greensboro, listen, we don't know who they're going to play, but Isaiah Miller and UNC Greensboro, they're a team to watch in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, they were a one. Which were, seed? Is that a three-point game? Greensboro? I think they were a one seed in their tournament and they ended up winning. I think it'll be like a 13 seed, probably. I was going to say 14, 13. They'll probably be like the 4 13 matchup. Those yeah. are dangerous. Yeah, so you never know. But again, those are my top 10 players that some of you that's probably where, haven't heard they of. They were when they almost beat Duke. They were a 13 seed. Yeah, I mean, listen, we'll be here next week for our big time episode. Sunday, you guys, tune in Sunday night because that's the selection show. I believe tune it's at 6 now. o'clock. Brian. Tune in now. Brian is down one point against Mount St. Mary's. A tournament yes, berth is on do. the line. Seven minutes left in this game. Wow. A tournament berth is currently on the line between Mount St. Mary's and Bryant. Uh, you guys, how can you not be rooting for Bryant to make the tournament? Yeah. The Rhode Island team. This will be their first, their first ever tournament appearance is on the line. Oh, Mari you, Hurst. You know they're going hard for it. Oh, yeah. oh, there you go. And they're playing at home. Peter Kiss has the basketball right oh, now. Oh, and the TV froze. All right. And he missed. <laughs> We're going to be signing off right now. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And once again, if you haven't joined my tournament challenge, Jacob Siegel actually texted me. You got 52 right now, and there's going to be more because some people haven't paid. Get your money in, by the way, because I don't like the people that, oh, I'm in the challenge but I haven't paid. Get your money in. Join yeah, at the same time. Hard. 20 bucks. Week 28 of All the Balls. We'll be back here for week 29. Sell and, your bike. I don't care. Yeah, sell your bike. When we're back here next week, we're going to know the field of 68, folks. We will have the field of 68, and we're going to be filling it out on the show. We're not going to be giving you who is going to win every game, but we'll be, we'll be breaking down the first-round games a little bit. I can't wait. We'll be talking yeah, we'll, about the matchups. We'll talk. So join us for week 29, our selection show special. Thanks for joining us. Connor Howe, Jake Platter, Justin Miller. Tune in tonight, BYU-Gonzaga. And tune in right now. About six minutes left in the Bryant game. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next week.